Live from Casa de Monte Cristo with Selena Marcus. It's smoking section. Here we are. Live at Casa de Monte Cristo. More of a face for not movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, TV I, don't shows. A, I don't have a bad face. TV shows. I just don't have like a Brad Pitt yeah, face. You have a <laughs> like every every man. That I got guy's a, a good looking. I got dude, a Tyler Perry care. face. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you got a what? <laughs> I said I got a Tyler Perry face. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what kind of face I got. You can dude. easily put a wig on it. I'm just kidding. Medea. Medea. You Medea over there. Medea. Oh, the bloopers for this episode. <laughs> They've started already. They've started already. All right, here we are. We're live at Casa de Monte Cristo. Another episode. Another one. How you doing, Dwayne? Man, I'm doing all right tonight. Doing you know all right tonight? Yeah, it's hot as hell, though. Uh, it is a little hot. My car said 101 degrees today. Mine said 102, man. That's not cool I for I wasn't a... having that shit. It's October 1st. Man, I got a bald head, man. It's fucked yeah. up over here. Yeah. Can't be doing that shit. No. Nah. So I'm 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 uh, I'm pretty happy because we're we're going we're going north tonight. We're going north with this guest. We're going uh, as far as north as far only as Canada. up from here. It's only up from here. This is our first Canadian artist. Yes, he is a good friend of mine. So you save the best for first. Save the best for first. That's very kind of you. He's he is a he's a good friend of mine. Back I've known him since. Uh, the AJ Goodwin days. I'm already scared. I feel like you should just stop right there. <laughs> I, you, you, you know way. I know. You way. know way too many things about the old days. Like I just, I'm sitting here right now and literally went, why, why did I say? Why yes did you to say this? yes? To- <laughs> because I know this. I've known this guy for way too long. I'm terrified. Right damn now. near ten years. Oh well, y'all gotta y'all gotta fill me in. It's damn near ten no, years. No, there's nothing nothing good. There's nothing good to fill nothing in. Nothing good. This. I love that you brought the AJ Goodwin. The, the days. AJ Goodwin times. I fig- I just figured out how you two know each other. Really? Really? He managed Morgan Miles. That yes. Yes. Thank you. The AJ Thank Goodwin. You. The AJ Goodwin oh came through God. on that one. I love me some Morgan Miles. <laughs> Yeah, that's how. Okay, that that's how. So crazy. And he has a song on his AJ Goodwin album that's on my desk, oh, by the way. You still have that? I still have it. You're one of the 250. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even kidding. I don't think I made more than two. Actually, you might be like 241 because I'm sure I still have. You still have some, still some have copies, yeah. <laughs> so his name is Aaron Goodwin, All not right. AJ Goodwin. Not Correct, AJ. Aaron Goodwin. Yeah, he is a uh, he is a killer songwriter. He is okay. a killer Canadian. I don't know if people I don't, that may not be taken well in the Canadian. Well, actually, market. I I used to have the nickname when I first signed at Warner Chapel. Um, Blaine Rhodes signed me over there, and he used to call me the Canadian Assassin. The Canadian Assassin. Okay. 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 I like that. I like that. He has a number one in Canada. I do. It's amazing. He is an absolute badass. One of the nicest guys I've I've known for God knows how long. I was gonna say the same thing about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, y'all having a nice little tender moment over here. We, are. we know each other too well. It's been it's been. I've over. hugged this man way too many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because we haven't seen each other. In what maybe 
six months. Yeah, probably. And the conversation picks up right where we left off every single yeah, time. Yeah, totally. Aaron, how are you doing today, sir? You know what? I am so good. I am just indulging in a nice, tall glass of water. Yes. We're going to talk about that, too. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. He is the first, uh, not the first one to not smoke a cigar, but he is the first one to not smoke a cigar and to not drink. Yeah. That is true. That's, a, that's like a double whammy right there. Mm-hmm. Double whammy. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. Okay. We're going to get into deep conversations today. Mm-hmm. Lisa, we're going to see how this conversation leads. <laughs> I have no pointers today, so we're just gonna go ahead and just go for it. I oh, love we, that. Oh, we winging this. Oh, one. we're winging this one. Like, there's no, there's nothing. It's going off the top of my head. Okay. All right. Off the dome. Uh, off Once the dome. Again, it's because he knows so it's much. It's because I know him so much, so he's, well. He's just gonna start at the beginning. I practically Good. know everybody at his label too. So. <laughs> yeah, you do. I know yeah. the wife. They all know you too. I know the manager. <laughs> Is there anyone on your team that I don't know? I don't think so. I think you know them all. His old roommate. Oh, man. Goes back. He Which goes one? Back. I mean, I Crystal. Like, oh, man. Remember when she fell? Yeah. So Crystal Hoyt fell on the stage. Remember that's cool? Yeah. So Crystal Hoyt, I hope she, well, I know she listened to because Todd, I see Todd weekly. Right. right. And so she listens, I know she listens to the podcast. But she fell on the uh, stage, going up the stage. And it was a dead silence, like a big gasp of like, oh, my God, like, are you okay? You hear one person laughing the entire time, and it's Aaron. And it's me. <laughs> Don't, hey, you know what? Don't feel bad. I would do the same thing. Man, it's, it sounds horrible. And, you know, I have turned over a new leaf as a human being. I want everybody to know that. But at that specific time... Uh, there was nothing else to do. It was nothing, I, it was I, for me, like that was my roommate. Like you know, I feel like when you know somebody that well and you spend so much time, like I don't like everybody's like, oh my god, the beautiful blonde has girl in a dress has yeah, falling has on the stage, and the the you know slightly overweight bald songwriter guy is just laughing at her because there's nothing there's else nothing to do. else to do but here's the thing did she jump up quick no she laid there for she a minute laid there. she struck which is she, probably why i kept laughing <laughs> she struck a pose afterwards. <laughs> none of y'all y'all oh, low man, down just like just hair just hair on the ground is all i remember that tells you how this interview is going to go tonight <laughs> <laughs> so what? So you, you you're Canadian. You were born in Canada. Yes. What part of Canada? Uh, I was born in northern Alberta, a small town called Spirit River. Spirit River. Yeah. That's the name of it. That's the name of an actual town. Yes. Wow. We're still looking for the river, though. I <laughs> no idea where that thing. <laughs> there is. There's no river there. I've heard rumors about it. I guess <laughs> it's like there in Spirit. Honestly, I think that's the whole thing. That's about the whole it. thing. Like I've 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 told that joke a million times, but I really do believe that that's true. Wow! It's north of Grand Prairie, which is north of Edmonton, which is north of Calgary. It's just way up there. Mm. That's a lot of north. That's a lot, that's a lot of, lot north. of north. It's a lot of north. So when did you move down to America to Nashville? Uh, we were just talking about Dwayne and I were just talking about that. I yeah. I um I moved in March. It'll be ten years. That's crazy because in January it'll be ten years for me. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I think we moved around the we same time. We moved the same which time. Which is probably why we like each other. It's probably why. I don't know. I, I, There's been a number of other people in town that are like, oh, I've been here that long. And I was like, that makes sense been, because yeah. we moved here at the same time. And, you know, <laughs> I, I moved here pretty much the same time Adam Sanders moved here. That's right. And I just wrote with him last week and we were just talking about how crazy it is. That we've, we've been stayed alive in this town for ten years. I just saw him too. It's crazy. Said Adam Sanders. I just saw him. Uh, he was at Doghouse um, Tuesday night, hmm. and uh, he didn't play though. He was just hanging out. It was good catching up with him because I, I hadn't seen him. Well, God we, knows how long. you know, um, he gave me a, a really nice intro in the song right that we were in. We were writing with this. Uh, uh, track guy at Curb and uh, Kurt Gibbs, I believe his name is, and um, he was like, "Man, Aaron and I, like, we we pretty much moved to town at the same time. We were like, my first, I think Adam was like one of my first ever like regular co-writers, mm. and 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 you know, essentially, Adam was what led uh, led Adam and I writing with Cole Swindell, and mm. Adam was friends with him and brought me in on that, and the first song we ever wrote." Was dozen roses in a six pack, mm. which is I knew you were gonna, mm. I knew you were gonna, <laughs> I knew you were gonna get excited over that one. That's one of my. That was an old like that was an Aaron that was a, a-, a- AJ Goodman standby. That, right that was there. an AJ Goodman standby, and yeah. it was it was on the record. It was, it was on the record, and I fucking that was I, that to me was one of the best songs on that record. Uh, dude, I, sh- I for the for the record, yeah. I shelved that record. Did you really? I did. I like you can't find it anywhere. There's nine copies I feel remaining. Like, I feel like I should like like put it on SoundCloud somewhere. <laughs> you would do that too. Hey, throw that shit up, man. I feel like I should put it on SoundCloud. I still have the you CD. At some at some point, it might be cool to go back and revisit and revisit know, a, it. Re-le- a re-release of it. But the thing about it was, I just not only did I. I wasn't just a huge. I, I feel like I wasn't a huge fan of that record, just in a sense. I don't of, know why, though. I know. I think it's just an it's an artist thing, yeah. and I think I think everybody that I had surrounded by me and every like none of it was very good, mm-hmm. you know, to me. And so, and I I just ultimately felt like I can do better than this. And you know, it's really funny because you know when you have that conversation with your family, that you've been like, hey. Um, I uh, I'm gonna shelve this record that we spent thirty thousand dollars on, you know, and it's like just having that conversation is a hard conversation to have. But at the same time, I have extremely supportive parents, so it's that part was good. Um, but like, it was just everything. It was who I was working with, who I had surrounded around me, and I just, I just, it just none of it felt right. And I just, I just kind of. I, I did it. the old. I did the old artist. Okay, I, I'm, that, chalk that I'm one a, up. I'm gonna go on record and say that out of all of my artist friends back in the day, that was that was my favorite record. Dang, I love you. I was driving because I, it was in my car for so damn long. I gotta long. sing that girl song. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I keep, I, like, I there was keep. also a song on that record that was co-produced by Steve Cropper. Can we talk about that? Re- yeah. Yeah. So that what was song? one of the Which cool. Song was that? It was called "The Woman I Got." That's right. Yeah, and Cropper came over and got all. Um, Got all drunked up on wine, which is apparently a normal thing normal for thing. him. Yeah, and like 
just came out and literally like co-produced the song and was like, come on. I don't even think we were done. I think I was still like, we're going to, and he was like coaching me through the vocals and telling Bob Britt what to play on guitar. And it was, it was amazing. Like it was really, really was amazing. And then we all, he was like, let's go to Red Door. And it was just like, we all went to Red Door because that was his, that was his thing. He'd come in, he would do his, he'd do his like little two, 10 cents and. Throws ten cents and in, then go to Red Door. and then go to Red Door. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we should like I should talk to Red Door about some type of pay promotion because we talk so much about Red oh, Door. Oh man, everybody goes to Red Door. Everybody, goes. everybody in the industry goes to Red Door. It's a time warp, though. Yeah, it's like an industry. It's an industry bar. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. And yeah. I don't know that that was the plan in the beginning for them. No, but, but it has definitely turned it's, into it's that. It's definitely turned into that, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. I love Red Door, especially the two for ones. All the time. Well, he doesn't drink anymore. So, we'll <laughs> do you want to talk about that? <laughs> we're gonna talk about. We're gonna move on and talk about that later on. Okay, we're All gonna right. talk about that later on. Uh, Not right now. That's later on in the conversation. So you're so, so okay. So how did you get signed to Warner Music Canada? Uh, did you get signed before you moved here to Nashville or after? No, I I was I was here in town for. Uh, I was still at Warner Chapel, so I would have been 2016. That was my last year at Warner um, Chapel. Uh, when I um, there was a guy, there's a guy up in Canada named Johnny Reed, mm-hmm. who's uh, pretty much like the Tom Jones of Canada. Like he broke in through the country market, mm-hmm. um, but I that's how I explain him because he goes up on stage and it's like sparkly suits and ties and, oh really and uh you know um but incredible performer uh, incredible businessman uh i like i always say if there was one guy that could that could just talk me into um doing something in canada and i i say that with the most love i i love canada so much and i love where i'm from but when it, when I moved to Nashville, like that's what I wanted. Like right. I was very, and I I get tunnel vision. Like I'm very ADD, and I have this ability to hyper focus. And I I just hyper focused on Nashville, and I have to do it in Nashville. And so, but I but I always say the one guy who could have talked me into having a career in Canada was the one guy who did. And um, so Johnny um, Johnny approached me. I I think I was on my third manager at this time. <laughs> <laughs> and and I had a. <laughs> it sounds funny, but it's true. It's true. Um, it was my third manager, and um, I basically had to tell him like we had this showcase set up at Warner Chapel, and we had these labels coming out. And dang man, I pumped myself up so much. I was like, I'm getting a record deal today. And I bet you, had a record exec show up, I would have gotten a record deal <laughs> that day. That is how pumped up I was. I was so incredibly pumped, Ed, and and then you know, just like what happens in Nashville all the time, nobody showed up, and so I had to blame somebody. I blame my manager. I let him go. He he asked for thirty days. I was like, sure. He had got his thirty days. Nothing happened, and uh, uh, love that guy to death. But you know, it's it's one of these things that you learn as you go along. But that very same day, mm-hmm. it's really crazy. Later on that day. In the afternoon, I get a I get a call from uh, Bart Butler, who's my producer yeah. at the time, um, and Bart was like, "Hey, Johnny Reed just called me," and I was like, "Okay." He's like, "He wants us to go out to his house," and I was like, "Okay, all right." 
He lives in Leapers Fork. Big. I don't know how much money it is, but it's definitely over a million dollars. I know that. Mm. And um, and so I'm like, this is strange. Like this was supposed to happen, and then this showed up. Right. You know, which was kind of like that that universal thing. That's like, okay, dude. Like you know, you need to follow this and see where it goes. So. Um, I went over to his house. He he asked about you know what I wanted, and I looked around at his awards and ninety thousand CCMA awards and and gold and platinum records on the wall. I said, I don't know what you have is pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I learned something very. Uh, I learned that I needed to know what I wanted at that on that day, and um, since then I do know what that is. But um, we basically talked about it, and he said tell you what let me let me just i know you're focused on nashville you can still stay focused on nashville but he's like let me see if i can bring you some opportunities uh and he met, went and met with there's basically three big labels in canada like majors um, right. universal sony and and warner and warner was the last one we met with um two weeks later i flew up there i hadn't met any of that promotion staff i i haven't met any of those people ever once in my life and i signed a record deal right as soon as i showed up well and basically they they said play three songs and i so i played three songs and they like i think they were like wiping their brow because they were like oh god thank god he can sing <laughs> you know, like, we've heard all these songs i mean you know, oh god, but thank they, you. is this actually the real guy like you know because they we just never met each other and um it has that been, crazy. you know what, man? It has just been. It's been a wild ride for you. It's been amazing. Uh, I can't say enough great things about everybody that has been on that team for us there in Warner Canada. We we've had uh, we've had three top tens, one number one, uh, another top twenty. Um, it just keeps. So in Canada, you're a big fucking deal. Yeah, I'm huge in Canada. <laughs> uh oh, hits at the hits at the hits. Um, mostly it's because you can't eat very well in Canada, so <laughs> I am huge in Canada. It is hard, and I'm a sh- huge sucker for Tim Hortons. Like I often talk about my Timbit habit because really? I don't. You know what Timbits are? Donut holes, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What you guys yes. would call donut holes. Yeah. Well, I will get 50 of them and make the band eat them before the show. Like, we all have to continually eat 10 bits until... I've only done that one or, once or twice. But still, it's a thing for me. I was me. about to say, how did they go on the stage afterwards? Did your stomach get upset no, it's or anything? horrible. <laughs> it's ne- nothing. Because not I, I, would, I would get a little upset. My stomach would get a little upset. Mm-mm. I don't think I can eat 50 of them. No. No. I can't hang. Can I can't hang. You think I can <laughs> You think you can, but I think you can. I don't think I can do it. He said he can do it. He can do it. <laughs> <laughs> it might hurt, but we'll, we'll let Dwayne do it first. Yeah. Mm-mm. If Dwayne can do it, then I can do it. No, no I, Canada's just been has uh, been every. It's been much more than I ever dreamed it would be ever. So, um, wow, it's it's. It's really amazing, and Canada, Canada, Canada loves some Aaron Goodman. They do. Every man. time, every well, time love- I tweet, every time I tweet towards you, someone, someone from Canada always, <laughs> always like either replies or likes. I'm like, who the hell is this liking who is my song? Oh, it's an Aaron Goodman. Man, man. But that's the thing, man. Sometimes like, it's have- your mom. Oh, always my mom. My mom is the proud mom of Aaron Goodman on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's her. That's all it says. That's literally all it says. She, she doesn't have any other purpose to Seriously. be on Twitter. 
than to just retweet me. Everything Aaron and I love Goodman. her for it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's everything awesome. Aaron Goodman. She's, she, she's she, my she, big. She's my biggest. She'll tweet it. My mom is one of my biggest fans, and um, you know, still to this day, I, you know, I'll still send her songs, and I'll still like, what do you think of this? And she's, you know, it's just, you know. It, it's just as much her dream and my dad's dream as as it is mine. Right. You know, they 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 spent so much money <laughs> and so much time on my career. It's you know, it's a huge reason why I'm here. So Well it's good to have your folks behind you, you know what I'm saying? Not Always everybody good. has that. No, exactly. Sometimes folks will be like, You finna do what? All right, I'll holler at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And I've been super lucky in that in that respect and, and I I try not to take that for granted, um, and I try not to get annoyed. Right. It's just hard. Yeah. It's just hard. It's your parents, and they want what's best for you, and they also want to fix every problem that you have, which that could just go away. I'd be fine with that. I, I would rather screw everything up and, you know, like if – I hope my dad listens to this because I'd probably never say this to his face, but I don't want to know what to do with my tax money. Okay, like don't tell me. Don't yeah. I will yeah. just I'll figure it out. Yep. Oh my lord. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, my aunt's the same way. She's an attorney. Mm. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh well, I didn't do it. H and R block did. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so true. Should have blocked it. But anyway, Canada's so, been amazing. That's so, the moral of the story. So what inspired you to be a songwriter? Were you like when I was younger, I, I used to go to voice and guitar lessons. Um and we my mom and I would go every Tuesday. She'd pull me out of school early and I would go and do that. But every Tuesday I would always go and like buy a new C D because that was like the day that Right. It's not it wasn't Fridays, it was Tuesdays. Right. And so I would go to town and I would buy, you know, Whatever new CD came out that week that was, mm-hmm. and I would immediately like I'd read all those liner notes, you know, and um, I'd be like, oh man, I I see I've seen this guy on some other songs, and it just it, I was just fascinated by it, um, and I mostly like I mostly got into writing songs like when as soon as I could pick up a guitar and like play, I pretty much started writing songs, but it was mostly, I think for girls in the beginning, I don't think there was any other, Mm -hmm. like if you wrote a song for a girl and you were 14, it doesn't matter what you look like, everybody, you can, you can make some stuff happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There could be a makeout session in your very near future. (laughs) (laughs) Right when the song is over with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You might not even get finished. You the might song. not get finished the song. Oh, you made one about me. <laughs> this is long before everybody was making hate songs about their ex boyfriends like Taylor Swift. <laughs> right, right, that's right. Messed it all up for everybody. Well, they were actually le- messed it all up. Now I don't mean yeah. shit. Sometimes, man, you made a song about me. Yep, I sure did, Drew. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Drew, Drew. No, no, I, I, I've gotten that from a lot of like male artist friends tell me that they got started because they just wanted to get laid. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's the okay. we, uh, we are men. We are men. We are wired. Yeah, we're all wired. We are, we are wired. We, we are have wired. wires. <laughs> men have wires. That's what I've learned. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man. So anyway, I found, I found that to be like really interesting, and then. You know, I found out that all these writers, like, lived in Nashville. And so my first trip to Nashville, I think I was 18. And I remember, like, going to the Bluebird Cafe. And and I watched 
this probably the greatest bluebird round. I mean, I don't know if it was just because I was young and into it, but it was at the Bluebird. It was Steve Seskin, Chuck Cannon, Chuck Jones, and Rivers Rutherford. Wow, uh, that's a good. And group. I was like, I'm in. I'm I'm moving here. Like I was wow. like it was literally like and and and, it, and to this day I don't think that I have ever played a Bluebird show, seen a Bluebird show like that was that was that was that good like it was just incredible i remember like i I still remember like all the song like it's really crazy right like i still remember like at least two songs from each person like it you just don't remember it was that. a pivotal moment in your life it was it really was and and i was like oh my god like i i'm so in love with this writing songs thing that I need to do it, and and there I had people telling me like I kind of had a knack to do it, and I had a, mm-hmm. I had a guy that came along uh, who worked on. You remember Daryl Scott? Yeah, like uh, Great Day to Be Alive, Daryl yep. Scott. You know, so the guy that engineered his records, his name was Miles Wilkinson, and Miles saw me in a bar in Edmonton. Um, he's a Canadian guy, but he lived down here, um, and he saw me in a bar in Edmonton and was like. The whole bar went quiet when I started playing my songs. It was just kind of one of those magical nights. And there was a bunch of, like, locals in there, and even they were, like, looking. And um, and he was like, man, you should go to Nashville. So that was, like, the first guy I met that was like, you should go to Nashville and write mm-hmm. songs. And I was like, okay, how do we do that? And, you know, six months later, I'm in, I'm in Miles' van, and he's driving me to co-writes, you know. And, and I, was, I, I, was write, I was writing with people... I had no business writing songs with, like, honestly, <laughs> like people that are like wow. really good at what, writing songs. And, right. and that was my first, my last write on that trip was Tia Sillers. Damn. Holy yeah. shit. I know. <laughs> I still go back and like, how do I do that? Like, I can't even write with anybody like amazing now. Like, you know, I mean, I wow. say that that's a lie. I write with a lot of amazing people, but I just mean <laughs> people that I just mean like people that like just like Tizzler's wrote. I hope you dance. You know, oh my God. like I hope you dance. It's just a classic country song. Oh, dude, it's, it's classic. One of, yeah, it it's is. one of the best. It's one of the best country songs ever written. Mm. So let's talk about the AJ Goodwin days for a little bit. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Let me sit up. <laughs> I gotta hear this shit. <laughs> was AJ, a little bit of I a, used to book AJ. And that's cool. Yeah. Okay. This guy AJ. named this guy named AJ Goodwin. Okay. Let's book AJ Goodwin. That's cool. Um, he was a drinker back then. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He was a drinker. He was a drinker back then. Mm. And we party hard. It was it was that's cool. We we used to go to Blue Bar and party at Blue Bar. Yes. And and um. Is that when you wrote out like that during the AJ Goodwin days? Uh, well, shortly after because that record had "Dozen Roses in a Six Pack," and that was the first song we wrote. I think "Out Like That" was about the fifth or sixth song me and Adam and Cole wrote. Um, it was the first song um, that we wrote that was like an up tempo positive song because honestly, like we we wrote these kind of like. Um, Songs like Dozen Roses, like songs that like really dig in and, and they kind of hurt a little bit and they, you know, they just have that, that thing about it. And, and Luke had that on hold twice. Dozen, Dozen Roses. Roses. Yeah. And Someone needs to cut that. Well, 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 well Cole cut it. 
Cole did. Cole yeah, did it was cut on it. Cole's first record. Yeah, it was on Cole's and first record. Yeah, he he did tell me that it should have been a single, and I agreed. He told you that? Yeah. Yeah, I told him that too. Mm-hmm. I saw him like a couple weeks ago. He told that to my wife also. Did he really? He was like, yeah, he was like. It definitely should have been a single. That's, that should have been a single. The hook, the hook of it was I got a dozen roses if she comes and a six-pack if she don't. That's real talk. <laughs> that is real got talk. A dozen That's roses real talk. if she comes back home and a six-pack six pack if, if she don't. don't. I mean, come on. Come on now. That's the kind of song you moved to town to write. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then he got a Luke Bryan cut. I did. I I did. I that's that and that song changed my world because I was living on uh the not previous manager from the earlier manager right. that I was talking about. Right. The second manager. The second manager. I was <laughs> I was living on on your do you remember Tammy? Yes. Tammy Williams? Do yes. you remember Tammy? Yes. So Tammy was like the most, like you loved her to death. Like everybody who met her loved her. She she just made shit happen. Yep. And she was totally that. And I don't know that she was ever like really like we shook hands and it was like, oh, you know. Right. I'm going to admit. But she was like, I'm going to help you no matter what. And I was literally on her couch. Um. I had a migraine headache because I get those. Um, I had a migraine, and that that day, and I was literally living in her house for free. Like she didn't charge me anything, and it was literally because she was like, "You can't leave town." Like that was where I was at because I had I was running out of money. You know, it's the same old story. Like yeah. it's the same Nashville story that everybody says. I had no money. I had no future. You know, um, you know, I should have just jumped off a bridge. Because that would have been a better situation. And um, I didn't do any of those things. But I didn't have any money. I was ready to go home. I was ready to, like, go work for Dad, whatever. And um, and then Cole texts me while I have a migraine. And he goes, hey, man, Luke just cut our song. <laughs> and I don't remember having a migraine. <laughs> that migraine went away, didn't it? <laughs> so from now on, everybody... When I get a migraine, cut one of my damn songs. That's just that way I don't have to live through it. Okay. That was, and I, I thought that was one. Of, that was one of my. And I, I think it's because I'm biased, but that was one of my favorite songs on the album. Because that was a Dirt Road Diaries album, wasn't it? Uh, or Crash was, My Party. Crash My Party album. Yeah. Yeah. Because Cole had a couple. Cole had the Roller Coaster song on there as well. Yeah, Cole had three songs. Yeah. On there. Yeah. I think he had three on there. Yeah, I loved Roller Coaster. I thought that was I, a great Roller Coaster song. should have been a single too. It was. It wasn't. It was. Oh, it was wait, a big one. single. It went yeah. number one. That's right. That was. I remember hearing that song and being like, "Okay, that totally makes sense. That's a hit." Um, but I think you know, I don't, I don't know how this stuff works, and I feel like, I feel like when you're on big records and, and like you're really kind of, you're obviously really kind of hoping to get the single. Mm-hmm. Um. I think one of the things that happened on that record where Out Like That wasn't a single, and this is just, this is probably just the story I put together to make myself feel better about it, but, <laughs> but Zach, Zach Brown, that was when, uh, that's my kind of night. Oh, that's right, when they had the, when they had out. the, and they had that whole had that thing, whole thing about, cause Zach know, said it was a Zach crappy was song. The worst song on country yeah. radio, or ever, the worst song yeah. ever, and like, you know, and it was kind of like, meh. well, then I think they switched gears from out like that being the single, and they went to um, 
the Chris Stapleton thing. Drink a beer. Drink a beer. Because I've seen him play out like that live. Yeah, they played. He was was, playing a lot, yeah. Everybody's loving it. I was loving it. It was going to be like, it was going to be buy a new truck time for me. But that didn't happen. Well, you end up getting a new truck anyway. I did. I just bought one like last week. Did you really? I did. Like, I bought. Because the last time we had coffee, we had just got one. Yeah, I know. I got another one. (laughs) Damn. Wait, hold on. Two I call it I call it the lonely drum truck, okay? The, the lonely th- drum truck because so here's the thing. I did I had the truck that white truck for a year and a half and it didn't quite have like everything I wanted in right. it. And I I took it back to the dealership and I was like, "Hey, I feel like I'm I feel like you kind of jit me on this truck because I really needed one and they really did they right they oversold it to me and I was paying like because everywhere else I went they were like the what you're paying for that truck it's not worth that and I was like don't tell me that so then I finally went back to him and I said you guys got to fix this and the guy said well I can probably put you in this truck and I look over and the angel sang and I heard, I looked at this truck and I was like oh my god that's my truck. And it was like, it's FX4. It's exactly like my old truck before that. And then um, and then it had like all the things where I could plug my phone in and the car play would come right. up. And it had like all this stuff that, that I was like really kind of held, really wanted uh, out of a truck. So I just bought a new one. And it's, it's a Platinum. It's a Ford F-150 Platinum. So I call it the Lonely Drum Truck because that's the only song I wrote. That ever went well platinum. of my song that ever went platinum. So let's talk about how you got your. How did you get your Warner Chapel deal? That was from out like that. That was from out like that. Yeah, really. I we had um, nobody else knew that Luke had cut the song. I mean, we didn't know it was on the record until eight months later. But when we got the cut, Blaine Rhodes called me. Cole's one of Cole's best friends. And um, said, hey, man, like, um, you know, why don't you come over here and meet meet with some people? And, you know, looking back now, I'm like, wow, they're really smart because, you know, they wanted to get that Luke Bryan cut. And the thing is, is it changed my world because I now had a paycheck and I could right. I could really get in and hone my songwriting skills and, um, you know, write with great writers every day. And, you know, so it was a huge opportunity for me and um, – you know, I always felt like I had more in me than just out like that. So, that song and and um, you know, so I went in there and met with everybody. And Ben Vaughn was like, "Ever had a publishing deal before?" And I said, "Nope." He goes, "Well, let's go to work on that." I think I still owe them money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't want to say that Ben Vaughn listens to the podcast, dude. Yeah. Does he? <laughs> yeah, he does. I love me some. He's ben in my Vaughn. poker. He's in my poker. The poker. Uh, I love it. Thing I love with that. Bob and all them. He, I love Ben, man. He's a great dude. I, um, I probably still owe you money, Ben. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, um, I mean, only because like I demoed a lot of stuff there. Like wow. I, I demoed a lot. I spent a lot of money. I didn't really know I was spending. It's great though, you know. We'll have a hit and we'll get over it eventually. Yeah, I mean, one of those songs. One, got of, one of those songs. One of pretty- those ones has got to come out and do something. Right. That's exactly what they have to do eventually. So out like that got you your pub deal. So you didn't have a pub deal when you, had, when you got that cut. You had no pub deal. I was I was a free agent, and it had been for since I moved to town three years. Wow, two or, two or three years. Yeah. So why why didn't you do what Shane McAnally did? 
and State Publisher free. Free. Uh, well, because I didn't have any money. <laughs> Understandable. 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 I literally had. Understandable. No money. Um, if otherwise, I would have probably done that. You know. I love that. I've heard that story where David Lee Murphy yeah. has never had a publishing deal. No, he doesn't. No. He's never had one. Never had one. Like, ne- ever. Ever. Like the guy who wrote Dust on the Bottle and by still, himself. And he still has he still, he does, still has his own publishing. Has his own publishing. And he's had how many number one hits now, especially oh, with Kenny God. Chesney? Oh, man. Like Kenny Chesney alone, he's had three or four or five. Exactly. Unbelievable. And then top tens. Unbelievable. Um, so how different is the music business in Canada than it is in America? I, I, I mean, Canada, I think, is just smaller. Um, and I think, um, you know, the CRTC in Canada, basically the government, um, requires that radio play 35% Canadian content. Um, I could break that all up for you, but it gets a little boring. Um, basically, it's just like a, a, at least over 50% of the song has to be Canadian. Um, wow. So, um, hmm. meaning you need the writers have to be Canadian. The, obviously, the oh, artists. not just the artists. The writers to be Canadian. Too. Yeah, the writers or part of the production. Oh, wow. Um, so, there's, there's, you know, um, so that's a big thing. So, um, like, growing up in that, um, it's great because they have to play Canadian, but it's also like... It's also really hard for for independent Canadian artists because they're all putting out music that's that's considered CanCon, but what happens is like they're going up against all the big Canadian artists. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. we have we have artists in Canada, like you know, like uh, High Valley's really big up there. Uh, Paul Brandt, um, uh, uh, Jess Moskaluk, Gord Bamford, uh, Dallas Smith. Uh, Dean Brody, like there's all these. Well, that that's who's getting thirty five. That's who's getting thirty five percent, right? So right. it's like it becomes really difficult for them. So unless you unless you're on a, like a major label, it's you know I I work. It's kind of a little bit like Texas, from what I can yeah. tell. You know, like the it's Texas got country. Kind you've of. kind of got these artists that are like larger than life in their own little world, like in their part right. of the world, not little world, but in their <laughs> Canada's not a little yeah, world. It's, not it's a little world. huge. Yeah. Um, there, by the way, there is no such thing as Canadian routing. You don't route in Canada. You just fly everywhere and you hope you freaking get there. I can't tell you the number of times we're like, if we don't catch this flight, there's going to be no Aaron Goodman show in this place tonight because, wow. because like there, there's no way to like, you can't drive it. Really? You know, if you play Alberta one night and Manitoba the next night, you can't drive you it. You have to fly it no matter you what. You have to fly it. There's no way you could drive it and make it. That makes so much sense because I hear so many people talking about flying from one part of Canada to the other part, and I never wrap my head around it. Yeah. You can't drive it. You can't drive it. There's a lot that you can't drive. There's some that you can, but there's a lot that you can't drive. Like, unless you're doing, like, most of the times when we do festivals, like, we fly, like one of one of me and my band's favorite pastimes is checking our Delta Air Mile or Sky Miles. That is, I'm a silver medallion working on gold right now, oh, boys. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm dude. spending so much money on my American Express credit card. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't even know if it's going to add up or work out, but it's, um, you know, it's 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 crazy. There's no such thing as Canadian routing. But anyway, um, as far as as far as music goes. Um, 
Nashville, in in my opinion, in my humble opinion, is just where you go to create the best music. A lot of them come down here and write a little bit, but I think I think it's evident that there's they're they're coming down, they're writing, they're making their trips, and their songs are um, songs. Good songs are coming out, you know. But there's not there's just not a lot of like great 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 songs. Right. Just because you know it's like. I mean, it, even my, even in my own writing, like I I don't write a hit every time I go in, you know. So it's like you're, you know, it's just the the reality of it. So right. I think, you know, so I think at times, um, you know, and I just kind of go based on like what I hear people talking about, um, you know, as far as Canadian music goes. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is really good now. Like I feel like the production value has right. Because we can produce records in our basement now, right. or you know, we can have the biggest song of all time as a thirty-dollar track or something. Um, right. You know, Old Town Road was thirty dollars, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's unbelievable. Like that's yeah. the biggest song ever. And like because we can do that, I feel like it's really like the music has really, in recent years, has like matched. Like it's really matched the sound, the overall sound that america has canada right it's very like you can put them back to back put them back to back now you know and they and they kind of sound alike but i always i always really know like i could notice a difference and that's just because i was i was an artist and i was paying attention to it you know um but back before when i knew nothing about that stuff it was all just it was all just music to me and i just loved all of it i'm such a huge country fan it's ridiculous i'm not as good as a fan as i used to be but like growing up, like I never listened to anything else, except You're like for the me. Backstreet Boys. Uh, oh. I didn't go that far. I was in sync. Were you? Yeah. Oh, I knew there was something about you I didn't like. <laughs> now I finally figured it out. Wait, wait. <laughs> Were you out there doing all the dances too? <laughs> <laughs> Pretending I was a puppet and shit like that. <laughs> it's gonna be me. <laughs> all I ever wanted. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had them and I had Boys to Men that I listened to. Boys, Boys to Men? Boys to Men. Dude, every show. Yeah. No word of a lie. Yeah. Although we've come to the end of the road. Like me and me and my band. Tell you. Tell you. I'm telling you. Tell me and my band, we will we will crank that. Like I bring my Bose speaker. Like I will spend the extra hundred dollars to make sure that my Bose speaker fits in my suitcase so that we can jam out to boys to men before we go up. No shit. That's the song too. You should play it. Oh, is that in the Do you ever play? We did one did night and it, it we, we kinda we kinda botched it. But um <laughs> we really did. Like it was like, hey, we should play this and then I was like then I started playing it and the band was like, Are we actually doing this? And so we're all like trying to find a harmony and try to it was great. Nobody cared. <laughs> Nobody cared. Should do it in Nashville. They're here in Nashville this week. Are they? Yeah, yeah. they're doing National Symphony. Yeah, the Symphony. Oh no way! Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'm trying to get tickets now. I got, I got to work though. The tickets that my wife just bought, she sent me today. She's super excited. Where she go? Who was it? We we have become big fans of Dax Shepard. Oh, the armchair, the armchair, armchair yeah. expert coming to Nashville. Yeah, dude. I'm so like wait. that wanna, dude. Thinking, that dude is awesome. He is an awesome, dude. Like he really is awesome. He's an awesome dude, and I can't wait to. I mean, his wife are great people. They really are. Well, we and we started watching on on Hulu because we have that for like TV or whatever. 
we we're, we're like watching Veronica Mars. Right. And when was that made? I mean, we're hooked like it was on yesterday. Really? Like we're hooked like it's on right now. Like that show is really great. Hook line and Senka. He said, "Wait, wait, wait." He said Veronica Mars. Yeah. <laughs> Veronica Mars was on like 10 we 15 used years to ago. Be friends a long time ago. <laughs> you know they're bringing Lizzie McGuire back. What? They are bringing they're bring, Lizzie Yeah, on Disney Plus. Super pumped on about on that. Disney Plus, they're bringing Lizzie McGuire back. That's crazy. It's going to be a good night. It's going to be a good it's going to be a good good show. But don't worry. It's still Hillary Duff. She's just grown up. She's just grown up. <laughs> it's great. Just grown up. They're bringing they're bringing they're bringing Lizzie McGuire back on Disney Disney Plus streaming service. Yeah. It's No, it, like it's, it's it's like her. It's it's still Hillary Duff, but it's like it's she's still Lizzie McGuire. It's just like she grow she's grown up. It's almost like uh, how she's in New York she now. She has thirteen kids. Yeah, she's thirteen kids. <laughs> Cheaper by the dozen. We can, we can, we can just start all these like amazing rumors about the new Lizzie McGuire. Oh, we you totally know? could. They might believe it. <laughs> they might. I mean, we're well connected. We might know. You might you never know? <laughs> so let's talk. So you you mentioned your wife. Yes, my lovely wife. She's such a sweetheart. She's amazing. She's I have no sweetheart. idea what she's doing with me. I don't know how you married up. <laughs> I don't know how. I wrote a song called "Married Up." Did you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you should probably release that. Probably should. Mm. But she's um, incredible. How'd you meet her? Uh, we first met um, uh, in Key West during the BMI Songwriter Festival. Yes. Oh, Key West. Uh, and I was there with my parents. Um. I went one year and then the I went I missed a year and I can't anyway. Um I'm trying to think of like when it was but um I wanna say twenty twelve. Uh uh-huh. is that right? Twenty no. Twenty thirteen. Can't remember. Uh but we first met there and I didn't remember it because like Marcus mentioned, I was a drinker and I didn't really remember her and she took this picture of me and John Lassard and Chase Rice. By the pool, and you know they look a lot like nicer. they got their bodies together a little yeah. more than I do. Yeah, um, which is fine. Whatever, I don't care. The dad bods in, man. The dad bods in. Well, it's a dang good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is a darn good thing. <laughs> just another typical conversation thing. that we normally have. You know what have. I just had? I'm going to get back to the story where I met my wife, but. I, when you said that, I had this. We were. I had a sing or I had "Woman in Love" out. Uh-huh. It, was, it was becoming a hit in Canada, uh-huh. or it was, or it had been one. And I, I was playing this festival in southern Ontario, like literally, right over the border from Detroit. We drove up to do it, and I'm up there playing, and I had my in ears in, and I'm like rocking out, and I'm singing like woman in love or something and i can't remember what i was singing but all i remember was this is what i thought of when you said the dad bod literally i had the the music stops you know the band stops and all i can hear is like this faint sound in my ears and six girls in the front row yelling daddy 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 
Daddy, and I couldn't make out God. what they were saying. Like when while the music was going, right. I just thought they were excited or whatever, having a good time. Yeah, it was Daddy. So I went home and hit the treadmill as soon as I got there. <laughs> Wait a minute! Whoa, whoa. They were calling me were Daddy. Calling Daddy. Well, and then the worst thing that you can do when somebody does something like that, the worst thing you can do is is like entertain it. So I was like, uh, excuse me, ladies, what are you guys saying to me? They're like, Daddy. And I was like, Daddy is what you're saying to me, is what you're chanting at me. And they said, yeah. And I said, well, um, so what do I do now? Call you daughter? Which was a really bad joke. Oh, my God. But I did say it because I am not afraid to say things. Oh, my God. And my band lost it. And I'm like, we just need to start playing the next song because I don't know where to take this conversation. (laughs) At all, and we did, and we got over it. But anyway, Dad Bod got it. Um, that was the story I thought of. But uh, so I met my wife in Key West, and then six months later, um, it's amazing how like you cross paths at different times, right? You know, when it comes to relationships and what you're what you're ready for emotionally, and um, you know, I was not in the greatest place. I like when I moved from when I moved to Nashville. It was literally to get away from a certain relationship, um, which I, you know, tried to carry on. That it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for her. And, um, you know, it was just really bad and kind of all surrounded around alcohol and probably other things that she was doing. I'm not sure. Um, But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, So I moved to Nashville. So I was kind of like my my version of a relationship was not a good one. Mm -hmm. And so... um, Six months later, I I had quit drinking at this point, and um, so I was drinking before, and I wasn't drinking this this time around. And um, my buddy was playing a show at Soulshine, and I was I was supposed to go to it, but I was walking out of Losers. I was with Tammy at Losers, and I was walking out of Losers, and. Um, my buddy comes by and I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't see your show, but he had a group of people with him. And, um, he was like, well, oh, cool. Do you know Victoria? And I said, no, I don't believe I do. And she goes, actually, which means there's a drunk story. coming." Oh, yeah. that's what that means. And I went, oh my Lord. I, I, I just immediately, I think I just started apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry. That's not who I am anymore. Uh, and uh, and we were like laughing about it, and she goes, "Well, actually, I took a I took a picture of you and Chase and Chase Rice and John." And I was like, "Oh, yeah!" And I was like, "Green hat." She's like, "No," and I was like, "Right." <laughs> Wrong girl. Yeah. Wrong girl. <laughs> oh man. And uh, so we just kind of sat there on the street, and we just started talking to each other. And, and she was at this time she was selling. Uh, she was on the road with Chase. They mm-hmm. weren't working together at that point, but she was on the road with them. Um, she's Belmont student and was right. graduating that year, but she was selling merch for them on the road. And which I was like, I was immediately thrown off because I know Chase very well, you know. And I wrote with Chase when he first moved to town, and and. Um, and I just kind of know the kind of guy he is. And, and he's a good dude, you know, but he's, you know, he just, he has a lot of fun on the road. Let's just say that. And so I was, I was really confused. Left because it's was, true. 
I was super. I was just super confused. I was like, "Why is this beautiful, sweet, like, just literally beautiful, sweet, caring, amazing human being doing with that group of guys?" You know, I was like so thrown off by it. So I met her, and we were talking. We were talking outside. Uh, like literally, just kept talking. Everybody moved on, and we were just still talking to each other. And and um. She was like, well, maybe we should hang out sometime. And I was like, do I need to get your number? And then she was like, you know, give me your number. Um, anyway, the rest is somewhat history. And, but I remember leaving that, that, that uh, conversation with her and texting John Lassard and being like, what's up with your merch girl? Question mark. And he was like, oh, Victoria, she's awesome. She's a sweetheart. I was like, yeah, I know. Why is she out there with you guys? <laughs> and he just laughed. And um, but yeah, and uh, so we went out on a, on a few dates, and which was very hard. I hadn't been on a date in a long time, and um, for me, it was very challenging. I think, you know, I think for her, it was probably a lot easier. But we, you know, we went out and had a meal, and then I think where we really hit it off is we went to um, Cafe Coco. Yeah. At about eleven o'clock at night. And just, just watch drunk people come in, and just, just totally people watched. The best and thing. Like there was a, there was a, there was a, a beautiful heavier set couple in the corner. They each had two pieces of pie. Like you can't make this crap up. And we were like, I was being the guy, she was being the girl, and we were like having the conversation, like you know, like where it was like, oh, um, you know, hey, remember that time we were full? And she would go, no. <laughs> and it was just stupid oh, stuff like that. That was really when we like super like really connected. Like V and I really connected on like on a on a friendship level, right? Before anything else, and nice. and I think that that kind of rings true she, with our marriage. She now. is a sweetheart. She, she is. is. She is a sweetheart. She uh, she's one of the, one of the friends' wives that all, that always every time she sees me, greets me with a hug. Yeah. Every she's, single time, she's such a sweetheart. She is. She's a. Uh, you're a lucky guy. You know that. Oh, dude. You're a lucky, lucky <laughs> man. Count my lucky stars. So, let's rewind. We're going to talk about it. What okay. made you go sober? Um, well, I'm just curious because his, this is how I found out that he I've was sober. Of, I've kind of danced around being sober. Yeah, because when because when you first told me about it, we were trying to schedule like something. Like coffee or lunch or whatever, right? And I had said, "Well, let's just do drinks." At that point, it was kind of like it was almost easier for me, and it was, and it seemed like it was easier for us to to get together at that time. And you're like, "Well, I kind of don't drink anymore." <laughs> I love that. I kind of don't drink anymore, which is a horrible statement. It's like I do, but I do, but I'm not doing it right now. And I said, "What?" And you're like, "Huh?" <laughs> You're like the funniest guy in the world when you drink. Why not, don't you drink wait, anymore? Not AJ. <laughs> not AJ. Oh, man. That's exactly not That's the AJ. worst nickname ever. <laughs> oh, AJ. AJ. Not AJ. We're, not cool. AJ. We're coining the phrase. I guarantee everybody's going to start calling you I'm AJ. I'm so not an AJ. I don't know whatever. Where did you get that? that? This is an identity crisis, I think. <laughs> nah, I haven't tried this before. Maybe this will work. Oh man, AJ Goodwin. Um, yeah, so so yeah. What made you? What made you turn over a new leaf, sir? There's, there's was there a, like a rude awakening or yeah? Kind of thing? No, there's a lot of things. You know, there's um, 
there's a lot of you know i think when i first when i first quit it was entirely you know just so i didn't get um you know kicked out of the country that was the first thing um you know i i would you know i got a dui driving home all i was doing was driving from downtown to um music row and um like literally right that far and i got pulled over got a dui and then then that kind of threatened my work visa basically so if i got another one i was like they would just deport me and so i was like well what's the solution i'll just not drink you know and um which which is kind of funny because i didn't really know by not drinking that i would have all of these things come up you know i didn't right. know that was going to be a process for me i mean i was 27 years old and, right and there had just been a lot of like a lot of things that i just kind of buried with the drinking and because alcohol does that you know it kind of you know that's it's a depressant yeah it's a depressant and it, you know so it's so for me it was like okay all right, well, I'm just not going to drink. But I was kind of still like a dry drunk, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, like I I still had the same problems. I just didn't, I just dealt with it in other ways. And, um, you know, so it was really like, you know, it was really about that in the beginning. And I really just wanted to, you know, but then there was like also a lot of benefits that came from it. Um, uh, I found out that I was a much, much, much better person when I wasn't drinking. Uh, and I think the ones, I think the ones you hurt the most when you, when you're are the ones you know, that care about you the, the ones. Most? Yeah. The ones that like really care. Um, you know, and I, we would, I, I, you know, my wife and I, we would go out and we would have like a glass of wine and, and, um, or we would, I, I can remember being in Gatlinburg and I think I had a glass of wine. I was like, Oh, I'm fine. I don't need to worry about this. And, you know, but it, always for me, always for AJ Goodman. That's like my. That's gonna be my drug. That's gonna persona. be your drug. <laughs> yeah, AJ Goodman. That's great. I love that. That's, oh I'm gonna refer God. to that now. But he would, you know, um, it. You know, it would just at some point, regardless of how much I drank in one day. Um, like we're talking about a drinker that would go from. You know, if I had a beer after a co-ride at Losers at 2 in the afternoon, it didn't matter what I did for the rest of the day. Like, if I had another ride or another blah, 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 I would be back at Losers, and I would be there till 3 a.m. Like, I... It, and there I don't are, even know there, how. There are writers like that right now. Oh man, there's so many of them. And, yeah. and some of them can do it, and God bless them. Like, yeah. I, that's... Like, you know, I just... Especially, especially the older I get, it's just like it's just a thing. But what 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 would what would happen for me is I would I would start drinking, and then even if I had like one beer or if I have a, at some point in time in the future, if I was having beers or was drinking, it, it would eventually. And I learned this more than once. Like it would eventually go to to a night of just what the hell happened. Right. I don't know where I am. I don't know, you know, like I couldn't control it, you know, uh, and, yeah. and I started falling in love. This sounds crazy, but when I like I joined a um, I joined a, I joined a number of things um, over, you know, over the past few years. But I joined this coaching program uh-huh. uh, with Bob Proctor and I did this 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 13 month coaching program. I spent so much money on it, like seven thousand dollars. And it was a 13-month course, but I spent $7,000. And I went into this thing, and it was all kind of do-it-yourself. And 
I freaked myself out because it was right before V and I's wedding and I spent all that money and then tried to explain that to your wife-to-be and it was just this whole crazy thing. I scared myself to death and like I really did um, but it made me take that program so seriously and, and then I started like like it sounds crazy but I started like falling in love with like who I was as a person and kind of like coming to terms with like you know, that it's okay that I have these things that bother me and I have these things that, you know, things in my past that have come up and, like, they kind of keep rearing their ugly head. And I right. go, why, why, am I, why, am I, why am I hanging on to that, you know? Right. And I learned, like, so I just end up learning more about myself. So, like, honestly, my 30s have just been about that. And, and it's, it's I've, I've kind of put my 20, I, I put my AJ Goodman 20s behind me. And, you know, and... I like my wife will tell you to this day like I am being like a sober Aaron is sober Aaron is great is so incredibly great compared to drunk yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Sober so. Aaron is great for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. AJ That's so I much. just you know what? I just AJ I, was fun. I love, you know, and I hear it everywhere. I yeah. hear the evidence of my soberness is so great. And and most of the people that I'm, like, super good friends with, it's not that I don't want to have a beer with you. I do. I love beer. I freaking love... Like, I've had non-alcoholic beers, you know, while I've been sober. Really? I I love doing that. I have two of them, and then I'm tired, and I want to go to bed. I don't need to keep going, you know? And it's... it's um, But it's, you know, drinking just became about something else for me, and I don't know that I'll ever, you know... Um, it's kind of like... You know, it's a, it's an addiction thing. So it's like I don't know if I'll ever, I'll, I'll never be able to go back to it right. and just have a few. Right. You know, it's just I learned that, and I I learned by doing, <laughs> and I did it wrong. Did it wrong. <laughs> no, that's great. No, but hey, you got it done. You got your stuff together and get your shit. I do. I still right. have. I still have. I still have a dad. You still bod, have a so dad. Bod. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> so you sign. So you sign a reviver. Yeah, man. With Gator Michaels. David Ross. I'm going to stop there. Suzanne Durham. I love those people. Love Suzanne Durham. She's mm. such a sweetheart. She listens to the podcast religiously, actually. Yes. She's on the other promo team, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. She's on the... Um, yeah. 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 I don't know her as well. Um, I have the um, the Dave Mo promo yeah, the da- team. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I love you're, Gator you're, and David. Great so, people. Kurt, your first single in America. Mm-hmm. Was it Bars and Churches? Or mm-hmm. was, it, was it Bars and Churches? Yeah. I, I, almost, I almost said you are. You are. That was my number one in Canada. <laughs> that was your number one in Canada. Yeah, and that was a song that Gator really wanted me to cut. Um, I don't know if he ever said that, but he um, he always loved that. Like, when I signed my writing deal there, he was like, oh, man, this song. And tried to get some people behind it and on it. and. Um, but we, bars and churches was a song. I went in, I played it for Gator and David. Right. Uh, David was flat out in tears. Um, just really, just yeah, just just knocked him out. It's such a damn good song. It's an amazing song. You know, I I I I love this song so much. I I tell people like I moved to town to write this song. You know, like this is. This is that song. Who'd you co-write it with? Ben Stennis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I wrote a lot of songs with Benner. Um, And I think that was like kind of apparent when we wrote that song, but that song had been on hold a bunch of different times. And um, I was really hoping 
that we would have like this massively, obviously like this massively huge single that um, you know just everybody flipped out over. But interestingly enough, like this single only went to thirteen in Canada. You know after after four consecutive like top ten top tens, and one one of the top tens was the number one. So it's so it was like, but the amazing part about it is that we went and talked to. We were just at the CCMAs, and we were talking to all those radio folks, and there was two stations that just wouldn't play it. And basically, it was a tempo thing, and I think that's kind of what we ran into. And yeah. like, I feel like in today's country format, you know, a lot that of it is tempo. Common. It's just it's tempo, yeah. and yeah. they, you know, it's not that they like we got we got quotes, amazing quotes from people that didn't add the song in major market radio in the States that, that were like still talking about how great the song was. Right. Like they, so, so I think, you know, I think the song served what it needed to serve. Like right. I, we, we needed to put like, this is a long term thing for us. Like me, Gator and David, like we are all in it for the long haul. We don't, we, we don't, you know, in this kind of single driven right. world, they're, they're still thinking like long term, you know? So, this song was so important for us for people to hear that side of what I do because it's 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 a big side of what I do but it's also like a mm-hmm. it's also a way to say like hey like I I write songs right. and I love what I do and um and like it just kind of it kind of set us up right so you know obviously we're we're ne- the next single we'll give them something they can play 30 times over right and 40 times over and and not get sick of it, you know, and I, so that's like, that's the plan. But I really think that this song was such a, such a great way for me to come out in America. And, um, but like I say, even in Canada where we had four top 10, you know, in a row, it was like, even in Canada, we couldn't get it to top right. 10, you know, which is like a, as an established artist. So it's sometimes you have all the hopes and dreams for a single and it, for whatever reason, it just doesn't I think happen. that happened with Thomas Rhett's, uh, his, I think it was his second single, Bear With Jesus. Bear With Jesus. God, I mean, that's come such, on. That's such a good damn song. Oh, so good. That's such a good song, and it just never, like, it, it never caught on. I think it's, everyone got so, you know, sacrilegious about it. Yeah, and I think, yeah. I, you know, it, I, I totally agree, and I think for sure there was definitely a number of stations that I think felt that way about yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, I, but it, it didn't take away from how great the song was, right. you know. And I, so I'm, you know, I hope I'm, I'm excited about the next one, you know. I'm, I'm really excited about it. So, what's uh, one final question here, sir? Now I'm scared. I'm just gonna pretend like I'm looking into my phone. <laughs> no, it's an like easy I have question. Much I promise you. Things to do. Okay. I promise you, it's an easy question. Any, what's your advice? What's your advice to any expi- inspiring Canadian artists or American artists that you have? My um, my advice is um, years ago. This is going to sound like super weird advice because it's not a you know it's not a path that a lot have traveled down. Um, but my advice over the past three years, I've had a I've had a music life coach. Um, I've had somebody that I bounce all my ideas off of. I have somebody that goes, that'll say, hey, yeah, that's cool, but you don't need to be focused on that right now. Um, you know, a lot of people get the music life coach um, uh, um, confused with 
manager. Mm-hmm. Managers don't mm-hmm. tell you to do that. You mm-hmm. need yeah. to manage yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you are, like, you need to look at you as the CEO of your own life and your own company, mm-hmm. and you need to hire people in certain places to help you build that up, to help you build that company, to help you build your brand. And, and I think, like, um, that's, like, that's number one for me. Like, I always tell people I pay for coaching before I pay for my mortgage. Like, it's just that important to me. Um, and I've, I've, it has really, like, when I got my first coach, I had Woman in Love on the radio. I had no manager. I had no, like, I had, n- all I had was one, all I had was Warner Canada committing to one more single. Wow. In those days. That is all I had. I hired a coach. I took myself seriously, and I've been able to, like, really, um, because I, I honestly and truthfully, honestly believe that we are our past thoughts and actions, and if we don't change those now, it's not going to change the picture later, you know, this outer world. And it's all about being, for me, it's all about inside. What's going on inside is what's going to reflect what's happening outside. Mm. Okay. I know that's really weird advice. No, but that's so But true. I honestly, you know, and my coach is awesome. Her name's Joanne Jansen. Check her out. Um, she's a music life coach. Um, she has a podcast as well that I did. Um, but it's, uh, like, to me, this stuff is so important, and it's the stuff that nobody thinks about. And it's 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 taking, you know, knowing when to, to jump, which is pretty much always. Um, but, like somebody out there is doing this and you're not, you know, and that's, that's the whole thing. I, I met a, I met a young artist kid that already had a coach and I was like, guys, 22 years old. And I'm like, and this kid has done more than more artists than we could even talk about have ever done. He's put together his own concerts. He's put together his own tours. He's put together like this, this kid is just a machine and it's because he has a coach. You know, you like you think about an Olympic Olympic athletes. The first thing they do is get a coach. It's not out of the ordinary. It's like, okay, I need a coach. I need somebody who can take me from here to where I want to go, and that's what they do. They hire that coach. What well, I don't know why we're not doing this as artists. I don't know why. You know, it just blows my mind. Like, obviously, as artists, like artists are the most messed up people. I mean, you've probably had that's how many true. podcasts have you done? Oh, geez, you'll probably be number 15. Yeah, total. so you probably met with 14 other crazy artists, like myself. <laughs> That's very true. That, you know, that, that, that need help, you know, and need a, need a community. And then the yeah. other thing I'll say is my dad, you know, I'll get off my, my high horse on that, but my dad, um, always, my dad always said, Aaron, do you know why I'm the best carpenter? And I said, I don't even know if that's true, Dad, but go ahead and tell me. And he goes, I just outlasted everybody else. And I always thought that that was the coolest thing because when everybody else is um, deciding to not do something, deciding not to send that song to that person, decide I am. Right. You know, I'm just outlasting everybody. I'm just going to hang around until I'm old and gray. And you can't get rid of me. Wow. Okay. That's longevity right there. That is longevity. That's longevity I'm right in it for the long haul. in it for the long, long haul. I ain't here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. I'm just kidding. Love me long time. Love me long time. <laughs> anyway, this has been a great episode. Yes. Aaron, I fucking love it's you, It's been man. the best episode I've ever done. Is it? Oh, yeah. I think so. How many other podcasts There's just so much, like, 
It's because we know each other, and it's just kind it's of really, freaky. It's really what it is. It's just it's, a conversation with like, friends. Yeah, it's like... Now I won't yeah. see them for another six months, probably. Yeah, this probably is like, This is like a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on tour. He's, yeah, he's going on tour. I won't see him another six months. I'll tweet him out and his mom respond. Right. Anytime you want to grab a coffee, man, you just let me know. <laughs> or I'll get one of those non My favorite thing about Nashville, though, is like, you know, I discovered non-alcoholic beer, and they have it everywhere in Canada. Like you, can, Really? The Budweiser Prohibition is what it's called. Oh. They, have, they make those, and then there's like these Coors. They don't have those down here. Have. Dude. When you go, when you go into a bar in Nashville and you ask them for a non-alcoholic beer, they look at you and go, "Why would you want a beer with no alcohol in it?" Like literally, I can't make that. Everywhere I've been, they're like, "What? Why? What? What fool? Why do you?" I'm gonna go to a bar right now and ask for a non-alcoholic Dude. beer. See what I get. I probably because I worked it. I probably get like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, it's been a great episode. Yes. I appreciate you doing this, taking the time out of your night. Dude, thank you. This has been fun. We'll do it again. We'll have some Can't drinks. Can't wait. We'll have some drinks, some some non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah. Yeah, one day. <laughs> one day. Some Virgin Caesar. No, Virgin Bloody Marys. I, I'll, do a, a, I'll we'll, just call them Caesars. We'll do a, Caesars? What the hell is this? Really? Is this it's so, like a Bloody Mary. Is that what they call them in Canada? But Yeah, but the C- if you've never had a Caesar. I need for you to make me one. That's actually a great idea. Yeah. I think I could probably Yeah, see, how to see do I have that. friends who haven't invited me to their houses yet. <laughs> hey, in my defense, uh-huh. you're lucky I showered tonight, okay? <laughs> because I live in a I live in a my house is literally like my dad is in there right now mudding and taping the walls. Really? This is the first time we've had walls since for 6 months. Wow. Like we've we've gutted the whole thing. We're still living in it. Bad decision. So you're renovating it. We are renovating. Yeah. But we have walls now. It's really cool. It's always good. I love it. I was, also, I was also throwing that blow because the guy sitting next to you also oh. hasn't invited me to his house yet. And I'm not. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not going to do that ever. I'm not going to do it. Keep saying, oh, we're going to get some beer. I'm going to get some steaks, man. I'm going to get some food. We're going to barbecue. We're going to grill out. Oh, man. I hate it when people do that. I know. That's just a, Summertime just over with, service. too. Summertime over with now. Some no, bitch. it ain't. It's 100 degrees it's 100 out there. Degrees outside it's October. hotter now than it's been all summer. Oh, Mind shit. you, I was gone all summer. Oh, shit. In the, in the land of the free Canada up there. Oh, my God. So, yeah. All right. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. All right, man. All right. It's been great. <laughs> Another episode live at Casa de Monte Cristo. Yeah.